0: This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 30, a look at what we love in the new release of ANSYS Fluent, followed by our normal news and events. Welcome to this episode. I think it's number 30. My name is Eric Miller. I'm one of the owners here at PADT. Sorry for the long gap. Uh, We've all been traveling a lot, especially me. Um, I was able to go to the Arizona Optics Days down in Tucson and Pacific Design and Manufacturing Show in Anaheim, as as well as uh, a lot of activities around our annual Venture Madness local startup event here in Phoenix. So just a lot going on and apologize for the delay. uh, Needed to get uh, also some fluent guys together, our users, Together in order to have the discussion today. So it finally happened. So, recording this in the morning, um, and uh, hopefully it'll go out today. So, um, that's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it. <clears throat> Looking at the podcast itself, we're up to 8,953 total downloads over 29 episodes, which is one more than last time i checked so it's 308 one more per episode so it's 308 versus 307 per episode so we're holding very steady at around 300 so do get the word out there Uh, please put it out on social media and uh, as always i want to thank those who do listen on a regular basis it's always good to hear from people that, that listen to the podcast and get their feedback when i run into them out there in the world So let's get on to the podcast. Uh, Today, we were able to talk with Sina and Tom. Um, They're from our tech support group, and they mostly do CFD support and pre-sales. And what we talked about was the newest release of Ansys Fluent, which is called 2019 R1, and we'll talk about the new naming convention, as well as all the cool features that they really like in the release as they've started using it and helped our customers uh, use it. So let's hear what they have to say. So welcome, we're going to have a discussion today, as advertised, on the latest release of the ANSYS Fluent product, which under the new naming scheme, correct if I'm wrong guys, is Fluent uh, version or Rev, or just Fluent 2019 it's, it's 2019 R1. R1. So no Rev, no version, just 2019 R1. Um, so welcome to the new Academy Convention and welcome to a, a, a lot of new features in the Fluent product. Um, why don't we start with some introductions? Tom, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. And tell you what you're My name here. is Tom Chadwick.
1: Mm-hmm. I am one of the uh, CFD support engineers here at PAdT. I've been here for just about five years now, and I've been using Fluent for a lot of years.
2: Good. Good. So, yeah. I'm Sina Goats. I'm here again, uh, same as Tom, is in uh, ANSYS technical support for about more than a year, maybe a year and a half now. And I also have uh, about 10 years of background in CFD and aerospace.
0: Cool. Very good. So, like I said, we're talking about Fluid latest release. And it came out, what, about two, three weeks ago, is it, that it was released to Uh, the public? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Three weeks ago, yeah. Brand new. So, just what's what's the biggest change for you guys in this new release? Um, The biggest change is that they're... uh,
1: they're making significant upgrades to the uh, graphical user interface Mm -hmm. um, making it more like the rest of the workbench products in terms of tabs and just the way that it's structured Mm -hmm. it's more intuitive about how you access the different commands as you go through the solution Nice. Uh, cool. And, and it's one are,
0: window. Is that correct? I yes, that. it's
1: one window now. Uh, well, it's, Fluent has always had the advantage that it's an, if you use the Fluent mesher, it's one interface for the entire process. You can do the meshing, the pre-processing, all the problem setup, mm-hmm. the solving, and the post-processing all within Fluent without having to leave it. Cool.
2: Yeah, and that was introduced kind of... Or, to by introducing the workflow, I believe. Right. Uh, yeah. About it was 19.2 last year. Yeah,
1: uh, it was last the year version. they finally yeah. they finally upgraded the uh, meshing tool. Good.
2: So the workflow. And the whole idea is, is again minimizing the, the navigation mm-hmm. and uh, have everything in single window.
0: So much more straightforward. Yeah. So how how did, how did the change in the GUI impact? I know we haven't had a lot of time to do a lot of work with it, but so far what's the how does it change the way you do your jobs is it just simpler or is it going to change the way we do things
1: i think it's going to help people just understanding the process that they have to go through Mm -hmm. the mesher used to require a lot of back and forth and converting geometry entities to mesh entities Mm -hmm. and once you did that process you couldn't go back it was It was a lot more painful, especially generating the mesh. Now it's it's just a step-by-step process in the the uh, meshing, what they call the watertight meshing workflow.
2: <clears throat> yeah. So uh, to to add to Tom's mm-hmm. comment, uh, uh, the uh, it's kind of the, the whole main purpose behind it is to, to have a intermediate or beginner user, because Fluent Meshing mm-hmm. is kind of advanced, or can be complicated. Yes, task. yeah, you
0: have to be an expert, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so
2: this helps the beginner or intermediate user to get like a decent results out of out of this mm-hmm. uh, task without having necessarily uh, tons of experience in this mm-hmm. field. And it's very user friendly, minimizes the uh, distraction, so in each step it introduces or, or uh, gives the, the user just a few options relative really okay. to do that task. So it uh, helps the user to be more focused and not being exposed to tons of options. So it uh, really helps. And again, the new interface, as Tom said, that once you're in the set of solver, uh, it looks new and modern, but I think the most important part of it is that it's still everything is in the same same location. So it's not uh. confusing. So if you're a, if you're an experienced yeah. user, you're not
0: hunting around for that button. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. It looks good? fresh,
2: right. modern, but again, still same good. same right. place. <laughs> it used to be. Everything is in the same place, so not and, confusing.
0: And one of the, you're not really giving up on functionality, right? I mean mm. it's it's still the full capability is there, but it's just a, a it's better the, way yeah, of Yeah, the full
1: capability is still there. It's just buried a little mm-hmm. deeper in it. Which is um, good. Yeah. One of the things that that I like about it is that uh for meshing tasks that are somewhat repetitive, you can write out your own workflow template. Oh, nice. File. Mm-hmm. And edit, it's a text file, so you can manually edit it, change the entries as far as mesh sizes and things like that. And then you read in, the, You actually it has the instructions for reading in the geometry file, so all you have to do is open up oh. Fluent in the uh, in meshing mode, and then load that workflow workflow template file Mm -hmm. in, and it'll read in all the geometry information, Nice. do all the meshing steps yourself, itself, Mm -hmm. and generate the mesh. So you don't even have to, it's very customizable and it should allow people that do similar types of meshes over and over again Mm -hmm. to set up uh, a customized template for all their people to use and get consistency across.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that could be
1: very powerful. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. And Ansys has a great example of this workflow that uh, like a swimming lanes in an mm-hmm. olympic size pool that helps the, the user to get from, from start point to finish line uh, the shortest. Uh-huh basically, but it's still, if you're an advanced swimmer, you can knock under these lines and go wherever you want. So okay. Yeah. You're not limited. You're guided if you're, yes. you're kind of an right. automated user. So
0: they're not locking you down. That's always been a, a pet peeve of mine when people started to simplify interfaces, is they took out capability, but they haven't done that here. So right. that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, and Fluent has always had the text user interface. So if you yeah. know
1: that, if you it's know still the there. Code, it's still there, <laughs> just like. Just like in Mechanical, it's still there. If you know the text commands, you can just type in the text commands
0: yourself, and it'll generate whatever you want. So if you are an experienced user and you want to impress the new hires, you can still, like, use your keyboard. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Uh, So what else is new in there besides just the interface? Um, They've done,
1: I mean, they're... uh, they're still in the process of integrating the reaction design, so the chemistry. Okay. So, more stuff, of that? More of that, um, and that's going to be, uh, for people that are doing combustion analysis and things mm-hmm. like that, that's going to be a
0: significant improvement is the ability to work with reaction design. Mm-hmm. So, you won't have product. to go out to that product as often. Right. Most people will be able to. That's really good news, yeah. yeah.
2: Good, good, good. One of my favorite features that was a beta feature in nineteen point two was uh, for multiphase flows when you mm. track the their interface and then convert the transfer them to the to particles. but ah. so it, uh, it was a beta feature before now okay. it's, it's it's built in feature so people more people, more users is mm. kind of available to everyone to good. use with tons of applications from sprays to okay. to to. Uh, Engines, combustion, right. yeah. so yeah. droplet type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very yeah. cool. So yeah. you have a uh, liquid jet that eventually breaks to drops. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. captures right. the whole process. Very, yeah. yeah. yeah it's actually it's through.
1: a it's a hybrid of uh, VOF volume mm-hmm. of fluid okay. analysis. So at the beginning it's a volume of fluid, mm-hmm. and then as you said, as the as the volume of fluid expands and begins to get to a point where the the skin friction and the mm-hmm. surface tension effects take over. Mm-hmm. And then it breaks into droplets. Nice. And then it converts. When it gets to a certain point, it converts over to a particle tracking. So you can go straight from because that's been one of the limitations yeah. mm-hmm. of the combustion models right. to date has been that before you could either only treat things as a VOF or as a particle, but okay. you couldn't do both. Both. Yeah. And Initially, when you whenever you have any kind of an injection process, unless you have an atomizer mm-hmm. upstream of that that's breaking it into droplets beforehand, it comes out as an, as a slug of fluid. And, and
2: before, if you wanted to, to model as a particles, initially we were kind of dependent on the the uh, manufacturer okay. to, to give you uh, some sort of idea about okay. the size distribution of the droplets. And now right. you can just Single thing. Preferred. You can even modify the mm-hmm. the upstream uh, geometry okay. before the the uh, nozzle, and, and capture the effects on the on the droplet size. Just yeah, because because the, the exit
0: of the nozzle is not the only thing that affects the droplet size. It's yeah, that right. whole geometry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, this is yet another example of something where customers are probably using a specialty code, a niche code, to do the droplet, and then. Taking the results and putting them into Fluent or something, right? Um, so now we can so we can stay in Fluent longer uh, and and do do more in one code. So that's fantastic news, yeah. right? Yeah. That 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 must have been a lot of work. I can't imagine yeah. Yeah. from a programming standpoint.
2: Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> us being uh, involved and in, in, uh, interacting with uh, some uh, giant aerospace companies, mm-hmm. how we this specific case we kind of where Good. how it, it initiated from the customer mm-hmm. and Asus responded that to their mm-hmm. needs and, and eventually become a beta feature okay. and now a built-in feature. So mm-hmm. It's a great example. Yeah.
0: That's 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 excellent.
2: Um, yeah,
0: I could see that. That's one of those things that, you know, 10 years ago when we got a request for that kind of analysis, we would just kind of go, ah, go test. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we can yeah. model it. So that's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah.
1: I mean, people used to do just You'd put a piece of paper <laughs> downstream
0: yes, and spray it right. so we're like okay here's the drop of that exactly I'll put that in yeah? yeah so that's cool that's really good yeah. so what else what else is new I mean that's pretty powerful but what else um,
1: I mean one of the other things I've seen I haven't had a chance to run it myself but they've got uh, modeling for uh, like I forget exactly how they describe it. Like rain down a window. Yeah. Uh, so, it, uh, oh yeah. So it basically, depending upon the the flow rate and the surface tension, it mm-hmm. controls whether it comes down as a sheet, uh-huh. or and then eventually, as it's going down the surface as a sheet, it starts breaking up and forming little rivulets and things yeah. like that. And, so another thing
0: that people use specialty codes for that,
1: that is now yeah. built in or there. Another thing, yeah, that people used to just say, well, just test it. Yeah. <laughs> because there's no way to, it's,
0: you know, it's inherently kind of chaotic. So It'll tell me when I need new windshield wipers probably as well. Right, yeah. 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 And I, that's, that's a pretty uh, important thing for a lot of different processes, I know. That, right, that, that yeah. Knowing and how kind of that it, wetting happens on a surface. So the percentage
2: yeah. of the surface that gets wet, these yeah. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah any amazing. kind of a coating process is Yeah.
2: The yeah. simulation is so real. First time I saw it, I thought it's actually a experimental. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it like. <laughs> it's always a good sign. Yeah, it's, it looks. It looks so random yeah, and so interesting when it's the... going down the plate. play. Yeah, that's yeah. very
0: cool. Okay, cool. Yep, that's new. Um, any performance improvements? I know they're always like speeding it up a little bit, uh, yeah. just your normal tweaks
1: here. Yeah, and just there. normal tweaks here and there. As mm-hmm. far as as far as no I've new
0: solvers before. that I'm aware of are
2: now. No, no, they haven't really. But uh, specifically, in the uh, country heat transfer, and know that they're pushing the, the capabilities and capabilities. Okay, right. Basically, now they're more and more efficient running parallel. Okay. Uh, for for CH two problems. Right. Uh, for uh, flamelets mm-hmm. and, and again, yeah, chemistry related stuff, uh, generating tables. Now there used to be a bottleneck. They removed it. Now if if you run it in parallel, uh, it's kind of scales. Oh, good. So before it hold, if you were in there, even if you were running parallel or uh, multiple CPUs, they used to kind of share uh, everything together in a single head node. Gotcha. Now that bottleneck is removed. So generating tables is is now kind of scalable for. for
0: that could be big. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah and that's that's big. It, for-
0: it's frustrating to have the first part of your problem run across 300 processors and then pull it all back together again to do a table creation and then go back out. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's and nice. that,
2: that's again an amazing yeah. approach because uh, you can always uh, push different parts of the problem mm. and improve it, but everything is kind of uh, restricted by the bottleneck. Yeah, so yeah. So they just targeted that bottleneck, Good. and that's the whole that's. Mm-hmm. That's the part of the problem that defines the whole capacity, basically, of your, mm-hmm. your simulation. Good, right?
0: Yeah, that's one of those things where sometimes users ask, you know, why am I paying for, you know, this this maintenance fee every year? And right. and this is what the developers are doing, right? Is, is stuff like that is just kind of I'm sure they've got a list somewhere on a whiteboard of prioritize where where these bottlenecks are and they're knocking them down one after another. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's I, I don't know. I guess it's a fluent topic, but I am the one thing I have been exposed to a little bit is the new mosaic measure. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Either uh, you want to kind of discuss what that is, why 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 we get so excited about that? Well, I mean it's the f- it's the first time
1: that they've had a measure that is a truly efficient measure because mm-hmm. basically in the core flow it uses a hex mesh ah. um, and so that's the, you know the most efficient meshing process in mm-hmm. terms of packing cells in is hexes mm-hmm. and then when they get to areas near curved surfaces they convert from hex mesh to polyhedral cells Nice. And then at the surface, then you have uh, inflation layers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a combination yeah. of all of them. It's with a polyhex core.
2: So they mean mosaic. Come basically, mosaic is a piece of art it, mm. that uh, puts together all the different types of pieces mm-hmm. from from rocks and glass and everything. And that's why they call it to, to kind of. I, I love the name. Yeah, yeah I really. There really different like the types name. of meshes together to to basically uh, form a perfect picture. Right. And it's amazing because. You know, ideally you want to have hex mesh everywhere. Yes. That's the fastest mesh to generate mm-hmm. and to solve, but you have complex geometry mm-hmm. that makes it uh, practically uh, impossible. And now it kind of gives you the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. It has the, all the details captured by the TAT mesh mm-hmm. and then eventual to, to to hex mesh.
0: Right. It's kind of the best of... Oh, it's, you're having your cake and eat it too and you get a nice milkshake on the side for yeah. your boundary layers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before, people <laughs> had
2: to sacrifice either to simplify the geometry mm-hmm. to get a hex mesh and run it fast, mm-hmm. as fast as you can, or have the head mm-hmm. mesh everywhere to capture all the details of the geometry. There. Now, there's yeah. no need to sacrifice. And how's
0: the speed on the new mesher? Is it
1: pretty quick? It's. Significantly quicker. Yeah. I've oh, had, it's quicker. I've oh, had yeah, cases. Yeah. Okay. I've had cases where things wouldn't mesh in the old workbench mm-hmm. meshing mode, especially for really large meshes okay. and complex geometries. Um, it's very good at walking over complex surfaces okay. and things like that, yeah. and fitting the mesh to those surfaces.
2: Hans is an example of wedge simulation that is almost sixty percent faster. and not not only the the efficiency I personally have some some uh, experiment or uh, experience of uh, having a specific acoustic simulation Mm -hmm. we were to get a meaningful result it's either like noise or you get something Mm -hmm. and uh, the key part of that was to have a Hex mesh, the majority of the domain. Okay. To capture the small vibrations. I got you. And even having a tet mesh, super fine, still you're missing all the accuracy and the beautiful symmetry mm-hmm. uh, benefits of a hex yeah. mesh. Uh, so it's not—it's not even just efficiency. It's more than that. It's sometimes it's difference between getting something yeah. meaningful or just getting nothing. There's it probably some
0: sense. turbulence models that prefer it as well. Probably yeah. converge yeah. faster yeah. and yeah. such. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. I know that's been a big effort from a development standpoint, and uh, um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Especially if you know, usually it, you have to pay something for something new like that. Like, well, oh, it, it's it's awesome and it's more accurate, but it's slower. But it sounds like it's it's faster, it's more flexible, and uh, more right. more accurate. So yeah, so definitely check that out uh, if you're not playing with those uh, new tools. Um, you know, we're we're sitting at. Uh yeah, we're about 20 minutes right now, so anything, any last comments that you want to let the users know that they should check out in the tool? Um, I'm
1: I'm always impressed Just check out the different capabilities in terms of, I've been running some stuff for a customer that's a combination of the overset meshing, mm. uh, which is basically two meshes that you can mesh each body independently mm-hmm. and then have them interact with each okay. other and the mesh constantly updates nice as the solution is going as bodies are moving around each so other so one mesh might actually move through another mesh right and yeah. uh, this problem this particular problem is a combination of that uh, in addition to a volume of fluid oh wow. okay. application <laughs> so it's a it's you know something something moving and spraying liquid out okay. and so it's handling the the moving mesh mm-hmm. it's handling the liquid spraying out from it and impacting another surface and, it's
0: and even and you can even now calculate what happens when it hits the surface I guess yes. you can how yeah. it drips down yeah so oil oil slinging and things like that is something we can we can take a look at now correct yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: very cool so. I know that's that is also uh Fits into the category of stuff we used to say uh, "go test" ten or fifteen years ago. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. How about you, would you, see
2: Anything? Yeah, good? I would definitely suggest it to both advanced and new users. Uh, if you're a new user, uh, it's more user friendly, mm-hmm. so you can pick it up faster. And if you're an advanced user, uh, besides the fact that it's now with the workflow and all those things, you need it saves your time and effort mm-hmm. and gives you more time to to focus on your uh, real job which is to analyze things instead of setting up things and obviously there are features that makes it faster and more powerful like mosaic machines
0: and more physics in there and like every ansys product it has release notes correct in the help yeah and so i always recommend to users when we've covered the stuff that that these guys are pretty excited about i'm sure if if clinton didn't have a meeting he'd have like three other things that we didn't talk about because there's a lot in there but um you know what you care about you may have to go check out the release notes i I recommend that all users new and old read the release notes you may find something you didn't even know was there there Um, it's the only way to really keep up with everything that's new Um, and check it out and as always you know um, shoot us any questions you guys have about any of the new features and uh, even if you have some things you want to share about what you liked about it. And, uh, and look for our blog for some articles and stuff as we get used to it. And oh, I did want to do a plug for this seminar. We did a webinar yesterday or the day before? Monday, right? Yeah, yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, Clinton did a webinar kind of going through a PowerPoint presentation on a lot of these features. Less in-depth into particular ones, but more of an overview. So if you go to Bright Talk and search for PADT, you'll find all of our webinars and check out the Fluent 2019 R1 one that uh, that he did it's a recording you just register if you're not already registered and uh, download it and check it out uh, I think there's a lot of useful information in there and uh, enjoy using a new thing um, and I can't wait for R2 and maybe R3 maybe they'll get three releases out this year we'll see um, this new new methodology of releases um, we should pro- I'm gonna try and get somebody from ANSYS to come on and talk about it but basically whatever comes out in a given year is going to have the year on it and then r1 r2 r3 r4 whatever it's going to be however they release, and and we hope to see more features come out faster with this new uh, methodology um, and uh, more capability to the users so thanks a lot guys i'm pretty excited about this and uh, i can't wait to learn more about the other physics because we, we're just talking about fluent now we're going to talk about mechanical and electromagnetics as time goes by and learn even more. Okay, welcome back. In the discussion, I mentioned the webinar as if it was in the past. It's actually happening today as I record this. This is the morning of the 13th. So it's at 11 Mountain, 1 Eastern, and 10 Pacific. So if you do happen to listen to this this morning, go ahead and uh, attend the webinar live if you can. Otherwise, it's always recorded like all of our webinars Um, and it's on brighttalk.com. If you search for PADT Fluid, you can register uh, or listen to the recording, whichever one you prefer. Again, that's Bright Talk, with 2 tscom and then just search for PADT Fluent or just PADT and you'll find all of our webinars. And speaking of Bright Talk, while I was in there uh, checking out the registration information, uh, we now have 28 webinars on that service. We really like Bright Talk. It's working really well for us. Our top five webinars uh, by the number of views, um, number five, was uh, What's New and Exciting in Mechanical Simulation. That's a, a kind of a, a non-ANSYS-specific look at what's going on in the world of simulation. Uh, number four is uh, a discussion on drop test, test simulation with ANSYS products. Number three was Updates and Enhancements in mechanical ANSYS Mechanical 19.2. And then the second most popular one was Meshing Enhancements in 19.2. And the number one. Um, downloaded and listened to and viewed seminar that we've got on Bright Talk is a little bit older. So that makes sense. A lot more people have looked at it. Mechanical mesh enhancements in ANSYS 18 and beyond. So I think it's... Uh, meaningful that the top two uh, items that were listened to or viewed actually were meshing enhancements in 192 and meshing enhancements in ANSYS-18. I would suspect that meshing enhancements in 2019 will be popular as well. So we'll continue to, obviously people care about meshing and want to learn more about the enhancements in that area, so we'll continue to keep you up to date on that. Let's take a little pause for one of our uh, silly little commercials, and we'll be back with news and other related activities after that. On these podcasts, we have a lot of fun talking about, well, all things ANSYS. From new features to reminiscing about the good old days of batch input files, only a few listens will convey the fact that we really are passionate about this set of software tools. Did you know that you can have that passion and experience at your service to help you purchase and use tools from ANSYS? PDT is an ANSYS elite channel partner. And if you live in the Southwestern United States, you can purchase your licenses and get your support from the people on this podcast. As you can tell by listening, we not only know the tools, we know how they are applied by users in real-world situations to drive product development. Get more value from your ANSYS investment by working with PADT to manage and enhance that investment. If you are located in Southern California, Arizona, Utah, Nevada, New Mexico, Colorado, or Texas, and you are interested in exploring ANSYS as your simulation solution, adding to your existing ANSYS products, or simply getting support from the experts who go the extra mile to make you productive, contact PADT at 480-813-4884 or send an email to sales at padtinc.com. We are here to make sure you get the most of your investment in the fantastic suite of tools from ANSYS Inc. And don't worry, even though the email says sales at our sales experience is just like the podcast, knowledgeable and interactive with some fun sprinkled in. Give us a call or send us an email. And thank you for listening to our little commercials. Now, back to our podcast. So the first thing we always look at when we look at the news is the stock price for ANSYS, A-N-S-S. Uh, again, it's February 19th, or February 13th. Um, it's up to $1.75 this morning, uh, which is you know, still not at its peak of $1.90 uh, a little while ago, but uh, it's definitely up from its low of $1.3680. There is an earnings call on February 27th, so there's not a lot of news out there to report uh, as they're in their silent period. But if I plot their um, price, the ANSYS price versus the S&P 500, ANSYS is doing quite a bit better than the S&P 500 since that dip that we went through a couple of months ago. So definitely recovering nicely, and we'll see how it keeps going and keep the company strong and, uh, and well-funded. Um, the biggest news that's happened since the last podcast, and again, it's been kind of quiet because of the, the financials coming out, <clears throat> is the launch of ANSYS Cloud. And we'll definitely come back and talk more about that, probably do an interview with somebody from ANSYS. But do take a look, uh, whoever you get your ANSYS from, uh, reach out to them. Uh, we have we tested it before it came out, and we've been playing with it since then. Um, it, it really makes running ANSYS in the cloud as, as easy as just saying I want to run in the cloud. Um, it's, it's very nicely done, uh, it really takes a lot of the barriers away of doing it. Um, and and we'll talk. Like I said, we'll talk more about it. But uh, if you're looking for excess capacity, um, need 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 basically to solve someplace else, uh, do do reach out and talk to your answers provider about the cloud. It's pretty cool stuff. In the world of blogs, uh, we've we've published quite a bit actually since the last podcast. We've got three uh, things I want to talk about. Uh, The most recent was a post from Nathan Huber, who's in our Denver office, and um, he was actually skiing in a gondola, and two guys with him were discussing um, the pros and cons of which way to face your skis on the roof rack of your car uh, from a gas mileage standpoint, so what's the drag. You know, should they be should they be facing backwards or should they be facing forwards? So, um, being being a, a, a PADT employee and, a, and an Ansys user, he fired up uh, Ansys Discovery, uh, downloaded a Subaru uh, uh, STL as his car, put a roof rack on it, and. Uh, threw it into Discovery Live and answered that question. I'm not gonna tell you what he found out. You have to read the uh, blog post. So it's kind of fun and and interesting, practical stuff you can do and you get an answer quick because it's Discovery Live. Um, Ziad posted a video that's really popular already called Tips and Tricks for Ansys Mechanical Users. So check out our blog for that. It's www.padtinc.com slash blog. Um, It's actually pretty useful stuff. And even if you've been a long time user, there's some things in there that uh, I had forgotten or never knew, Uh, so it's kind of cool. And then Alex put up part two of evaluating stresses and forces in threaded fasteners with Ansys Mechanical. That's been a very popular uh, blog post that a lot of people have read. Uh, Part two, part one was, part two kind of goes a little bit further and uh, helps people figure out how to model those threaded fasteners better. On the ANSYS blog that ANSYS Inc. puts out, uh, there's a lot of articles. They've been very busy over on their blog. The, the three that uh, I liked a lot was there was a, an article about how you model heads-up displays using the ANSYS Optus tool suite. Um, it's the new uh, illumination and visualization tool uh, from, from a company that ANSYS acquired. Um, it's not a new tool. To, it's new to ANSYS. It's really cool. Um, always kinda, I liked it because it kind of explained how heads-up displays work and how you can simulate them. Um, there's also a nice review of the new Fluent interface, which we talked about today, so you can see some pictures there, as well as our webinar. This is a nice supplemental bit of information. And the third article that I really liked was uh, how CFD opens the doors for personalized medicine. So it's kind of a look at how we can use CFD to improve healthcare outcomes. Uh, So I found that an interesting article. But there's a lot more. uh, Actually, they've been pretty prolific in the last uh, little bit less than a month since we last talked. So do check out the ANSYS blog at www.ansys.com slash blog. we got a lot of events coming up here in the world of PADT. Of course, today is that Fluent Update for ANSYS 2019 R1. That's on the 13th. On the 25th, uh, we'll be attending the Arizona Aerospace Connecting Conference and Banquet. Um, so that should be a, uh, quite a few of our users are attending, or companies that are ANSYS customers for us are attending. Not sure if ANSYS users will be there. So if you are, do say hi to Rob and John who are going. Venture Madness, which is a startup event here, an annual startup uh, competition and kind of party, uh, is on the 27th and 28th. And I'll I'll be at that, uh, both mentoring a bunch of companies as well as being a judge. So that'll be fun. Uh, Phoenix Startup Week uh, is, let's see, March 4th through the 9th. And that's another big uh, startup-related event across the Arizona landscape, uh, mostly here in Maricopa County. I'm speaking on Saturday uh, in uh, both a roundtable and uh, doing a talk as well about business ownership. So do check that out if you're local. Um, our next webinar is going to be the mechanicals uh, mechanical uh, update for ANSYS 2019 R1, and that's on March 13th. Then we'll be up in Layton, Utah at Hill Air Force Base. On the 20th of that month, to talk, to be at the uh, Hill Air Force Base Technology Expo. So, it's basically where uh, tech vendors to the Air Force Base can show off what they're doing. So, if you're in that neck of the woods in Utah, stop by and see our team. Uh, we've been doing a lot of work with them lately. Uh, the biggest event this year for anybody is going to be our 25th anniversary celebration. So you should have gotten, if you're on our email list, you should have gotten to save the dates. More invitations will be going out shortly. But on the 21st, we'll be celebrating our 25th anniversary with a big party. Uh, on March 28th, we have the uh, Arizona Technology Council's MedTech Conference for 2019 and Expo. And that's uh, going to be up in North Scottsdale, North Phoenix, North Scottsdale area. So do check that out. Uh, we should be participating in a panel or two for that. And then the last event in the first quarter is we're going to be at AMOG, uh, which is the Additive Manufacturing User Group Annual Meeting. Uh, this year it's in Chicago. I'll be talking about actually simulating for additive manufacturing. And that's uh, the 33rd, 31st through April 4th. So a lot going on in the next month and a half or so. Um, but to do if you can make it to our 25th anniversary, pre, please do. And in conclusion, I guess I want to wish everybody happy Valentine's Day and President's Day um, to, to holidays coming up. Uh, we'll, we will be closed on President's Day, so it'll be nice to have a three-day weekend. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our emails at padtinc.com optin opt-in. And don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we always like to hear from our listeners and how we can do things better. So see you next time. Thank you for joining us for the All Things Ansys podcast, episode 30. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with Ansys Inc. And the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com slash blog. And please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com.